If you've got your copy of God's Word, open to Proverbs chapter 31 today. Proverbs 31. As you're turning there, there was a mom who was walking with her four-year-old daughter one day, and the girl picked up something from the ground and began to put it in her mouth, and that's where we'll pick up the story in the mama's uh, own words. She says, I took the item away from her, and I asked her not to do that. My daughter quickly asked, why, as any four-year-old does. Because it's, ly- it's been lying outside, she said. You don't know where it's been. It's dirty and probably has germs, I replied. At this point, my daughter looked at me with total admiration and asked, Wow, how do you know all this stuff? I thought quickly and said, All, all moms know this stuff. It's on the mommy test. You have to know it or they don't let you be a mommy. So we walked along in silence for two or three minutes as she pondered this new information. She said, Oh, I get it. So if you don't pass the test, you have to be a daddy. It's about right. Today, I'll be honest with you, Mother's Day is probably the hardest day of the year for me to preach. Um, as I think, of, not because of my mother or anything like that, it is just a hard day to preach. A lot of times, we, we want to honor our mothers. A lot of times, pastors take the opportunity to bash on moms, tell them how much they, they're not doing right. And today, I don't want to do that. I don't want to take that opportunity. I try not to do that on Mother's Day or Father's Day when we have the opportunity to celebrate you. But today also is a hard day because we, we do honor our mothers, but oftentimes whenever we come to a time like this, we elevate whoever we're honoring. We, we, tried to do this, we tried not to do this last week as well with our graduates, but it's easy to elevate that person to a point where we come and we, come and we do the religious thing and we miss God. We, we almost worship the person we're honoring versus worshiping God and thanking Him for the gift of those people. And so as, as I began to think about and pray about what, we would, what I should preach on today, Proverbs 31 is always a, a good place to, to turn when, when you're preaching about mothers, preaching about wives, preaching about women. And so today the, the title of the message is What a Mother Deserves or What Mothers Deserve. And so ladies in the room, would you just take a real deep breath and know that I hope through the Word of God today, we're going to see what God desires for you and what He believes you deserve through His Word. We're told right here in Proverbs 31. And the rest of us in this place today, I pray that by the end of the next few moments, that we will be more keenly aware of what Scripture tells us about what our mothers deserve, what the women in our lives deserve. So if you would, would you please stand with me? Proverbs 31. We're going to read verses 28 through 30. And I want to share a couple of things with you this morning. Proverbs 31, starting in verse 28, says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Let me pray for us. Father, bless the reading of your word now, please. Lord, give me the words in the next few moments just to say exactly what you have for each and every person in this place. Lord, help us to be attentive. Help our hearts and our minds to be fertile soil for you. Lord, may I not do anything to distract from what you want to do in this place. Oh, Lord, teach us. Come be with us now. 
Thank you, Father, in advance for what you're going to do. It's in your son's name. Amen and amen. As we look here at the text today, Proverbs 31, 28, we begin in verse 28. It says, her children rise and call her blessed. First things that moms deserve, a mother deserves respect. There was a great theologian by the name of Aretha Franklin. Somebody needs to sock it to you. Mamas deserve a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And moms, let me just say, you can say amen today. It's all right, okay? You, you deserve some respect. Today, I want to make sure we understand this because I, I think the church has got to continue to champion the home. If we don't, our society does not champion the traditional home. The, the biblical home. Let's, let's get the word traditional out. The, the society does not champion biblical home and biblical order. And today, I believe, it starts with respect in the home. But how do we respect our mothers? I like what the New Living Translation says here in verse 28. It says, her children stand and bless her. They stand and bless her. Let me ask you, when's the last time you stood and blessed your mother? You stood and called her out and just blessed her, not expecting anything in return. You see, I believe wholeheartedly that God may have just put mothers on the earth to give us a glimpse of his love with no strings attached. Moms, I'm telling you, have this amazing ability to love even when they're trampled on, even when they don't receive thanks, even when they don't receive respect. But friends, we are commanded in Scripture to rise and bless her, to honor her, to respect her. You know, back in the day, when a woman walked in the room, what did men do? They stood up. If men had a hat on, what did they do? They took it off. It was all a sign of respect, all a sign of honor. If you were sitting at a table and a woman was to get up and leave the table, out of honor for her, you would stand up. We, we have lost some of that. We called that chivalry. We called it honor and respect. We've lost some of that today. Men, let's go back to the old days. You can call it Mayberry. You can call it whatever you want. But we need to go back to showing some good old-fashioned respect and honor to those in our lives, especially the women in our lives that God has blessed us with. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Did you hear that? There's a promise for us whenever we honor our mothers and our fathers. That the days, our days may be long. God blesses us when we bless our mothers. They deserve respect. Matthew 19 and 19, Jesus himself says, Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Those are two things, two commands that Jesus gave there in Matthew 19, 19. If it's important enough, you say, well, the Old Testament says it. Well, Jesus says it as well. And if Jesus took a moment in time to say it, it's pretty important. And so this morning, 
a mom deserves respect. Will you rise and bless your mother? Will you take time, not just today, but will you bless her? Is the sentiment real? You see, I believe respect is lived out every single day. I believe it's shown in our actions more than our words. I'm afraid if we only celebrate our moms one day a year, we're not really showing them respect or honoring them. It should be a daily thing we do. Your mom, your mother deserves respect. Secondly, your moms deserve real praise. Real praise, not perfunctory. Ah, thanks, mom. Ah, thanks. It says they, they rise and call her blessed. And men, it says her husband also. He praises her. And he doesn't just praise her. Notice what he says. It says how he praises her. In verse 29, it says he, he praises her and says this. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Man, when's the last time you just looked at your sweetie and said, hey, you know what, there's a lot of good women out there, but you are the best. You say, I don't talk like that. Okay, we'll talk how you talk. <laughs> Some of you, if you looked at your wife in the eyes and said something similar, you'd have to reach down and pick her up off the floor. I get it. You say, I just ain't the romantic type. That ain't romantic, that's scripture. We, we need to, she, she deserves it. God has created women. He has created moms. And they deserve real praise. They are real people. Husbands and fathers, I believe the mothers of our children need to hear from us. So many times I've heard men say, oh, she knows. She knows how I feel. Oftentimes when I have couples in my office counseling them, marriage counseling, I'll ask them, when's the last time you looked at her and said these things to her? There's a difference. I sit in my office many times with couples counseling who are in marital conflict and they're talking to me like the other person's not there. And then at some point in the conversation, they finally begin to turn to each other. And at that moment, I can always tell when things are going to get better. Because they're starting to talk to each other and tell each other things, holding hands, saying, hey, I love you. I'm sorry I've wronged you. You do so much. Most of us men in here today are probably like myself and understand that I outkicked my coverage when I married my wife. Anybody else? Come on, man. Hey, this is, this is easy brownie points today, all right? You can, man, you can deposit in her love bank today really easily by going, yep, I outkicked my coverage when I married my wife. I did. I married way up. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the wife that God gave me, the mom to our children. I was talking to Bethany the other day. We had a, a, a sick kid at the house. She's watching two other children at our house. And, and I told her, that, I said, I don't know how you all do it. Because it would scare the living daylights out of me. She can change a dirty diaper, clean up, throw up, do all that with not even blink an eye. For me, I'd have to have a hazmat suit for all that. Some of you men know what I'm talking about. It doesn't stress them out. They just, I mean, they're like, they've got one baby up here, they're holding another one, and they're doing something with their foot over here. 
cooking a meal, answering the phone. They're doing it all. They deserve credit. It's okay to brag on your sweetie. They deserve it. They deserve real praise. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3, this ought to be our motto. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Listen, she may not do everything exactly right. She, she, there may be some things that get left undone. But she needs to know that you as her husband, that you as the father of her children, wouldn't want anyone else to be the mother of your children. They need to hear that. They need to hear that from us. Husbands, they, they need to hear from you. You wouldn't want anybody else in the world. They deserve it. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4 says, An excellent wife is the crown of her husband. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband. Our wives, our wives make us look good. If we just get honest. Our wives make us look good. Our wives are a blessing. We don't need any more reason to praise her, but just in case you're wondering why you should, if you, if you just backed up in Proverbs 31, chapter 10, or chapter 31, verse 10, says, An excellent wife who can find she is more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She, likes the ship. she is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She holds her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are, are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Some of you ladies are sitting there going, I thought you weren't going to discourage me today. Ah, that whole list right there freaks me out. Brings me to my point, my third point. Moms deserve room to be themselves. Moms deserve room to be herself. We live in a society today that tries to drive us to be something we're not. Verse 30 here says, Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. It's driven into our young ladies' minds and hearts at a very young age that they have to do something to be beautiful. 
my four-year-old, we're going to a graduation Friday this past Friday evening. And she's got her dress on and she's got her little purse and she's all dolled up and ready to go. And we're rushing around to get out the door to, to head to Prague and um, we're, we're running late and we're going to the car. I don't even think Bethany knew this happened. She goes, Dad, but I forgot. I forgot to put on my lipstick, which will make me beautiful. And I looked at her and I said, baby, lipstick won't make you beautiful. You're already beautiful. Men, we need to allow our, our, our wives to be who they are. Many of you ladies in this room this morning are trying so hard to be something that God does not intend you to be. Here's what I mean. We live in a world of social media where everybody puts the best of the best on there. Some of you ladies look at Pinterest all the time. And you're thinking, man, I, nothing I make looks like that. Nothing I do looks anywhere close to Pinterest worthy. But you strive and strive and strive and you feel like a failure when it doesn't look like that. Can I tell you that stuff's not real this morning? Let me let you in this morning. Be who God created you to be. 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4 says, Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of your hair and putting on of gold jewelry or clothing that you wear, but let your adorning be hidden, person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Some of you may be sitting here this morning saying, Brother Jared, are you talking about don't wear makeup and don't wear jewelry? and don't? That's not what I'm saying. God made you like you are. So be who you are. Why do you wear all that stuff? Why do you do that stuff? To portray something that you're not? I always joke with young couples when they come in to do premarital counseling. I always ask them, I said, have you seen her without makeup on? I don't want you to get to the honeymoon and the first morning you wake up and think of strangers in your room. And I joke about that, but, but the truth is sometimes we, we do all that stuff and we become somebody that we're not. We put on this, this mask to, 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 to maybe hide other things. And friends, it's not so much about wearing all that stuff as it is that we need to be free to be who we are. We need to remind our moms. We need to remind our wives. We need to remind our daughters. We need to remind the women in our life. And some of you teenage girls need to listen to this, that that stuff is not what makes you beautiful. God created you and made you beautiful. Psalm 139 says this, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Listen, when we start trying to be who God's not created us to be, we're saying we know better than God. You need room to be yourself, ladies. And now you can quote the preacher on, hey, I'm just trying to be who I'm supposed to be. Preacher said I could. He's exactly right. 
But it's not just the men that need to allow you to be who you are. I want to get real with the ladies here. It's been some time back. I don't even remember where we were. We were at a, some event. And I, I love to watch people. I, I love to watch people. People are funny. I mean, we're probably the only normal ones in the world, right? I, I go to Walmart for entertainment, okay? The mall, the fair, I mean, it's all good stuff. I, I don't, man, I wish I could remember where we were. Bethany was walking across somewhere, and I was watching some other women. And I, I mentioned it to her. And those other women, as she walked in front of them, were just like, I mean, the whole time. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if it's just my wife. I mean, well, I don't know what she's wearing or doing that's making them upset, but. So I watched, and I, I began to notice that women were judging each other all throughout. And I began to think, you know what? Women may be harder on each other than the men are harder on them. And so if I could just pause for just a moment today and say, ladies in the church in the house of God this morning, sisters, hear me. Can we just let each other be who God created us to be? Can we respect what each other, who God's created each of you to be and just let them be themselves? Don't try to make them what you think they ought to look like. Here's what a good Christian woman ought to look like. Don't do that. Here's what a good Christian ought to wear. Well, I'm just trying to tell you in love that you look, that's not, that's no. Now, I'm not talking about not being modest. We ought to be modest. But listen, sometimes we, listen, we need to let women be women. Because when I start trying to change you or you start trying to change each other, again, we're telling God, hey, I got this, God. When, when you made her, you didn't know what she was doing, but I got you covered, God. I got you back. They deserve to be who God created them to be. Someone wrote this, and I'll be done. You've turned into a mom when you automatically double knot everything you tie. You've turned into a mom whenever you find yourself humming the Barney song as you do the dishes. You turn into a mom when you hear a baby cry in the grocery store and you start gently swaying back and forth and back and forth. However, your children are either at school or long gone. You've turned into a mom when you actually start to like the smell of strained carrots mixed with applesauce and all kinds of other baby food flavors. You've turned into a mom when you spend half an hour searching for your sunglasses only to find your teenager to say, Mom, why don't you just wear the ones that you pushed up on your head? You've turned into a mom when you're out for a nice romantic meal with your husband enjoying some real adult conversation when suddenly you realize that you've reached over and started to cut up his steak. <laughs> Last thing I'm going to say. Ladies, you deserve to be who God created you to be. He doesn't create junk. He has gifted each of you to be where you are in life right now. He has equipped you and prepared you. It may not be where you want to be, but he has prepared you and gifted you to be right where you are today.
whatever the season you are, He's equipped you for it. And we as family need to honor you and respect you. That's what you deserve. God loves you. And we are commanded to show that love to you every day. Would you stand with me this morning? As we come time to our invitation this morning, there's one last thing that mothers deserve. Every mother deserves to know that they will spend eternity with their children. There's not a mother in this place that doesn't deserve to know that for the rest of eternity, they're going to get to spend it with their children in heaven, with their spouse in heaven. And so this morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can lay that to rest today and, and, and give your mom the best Mother's Day present she will ever receive That's knowing that she will be able to spend an eternity with her child, with her husband. Ladies, maybe today you're here and you've been struggling with trying to be something you're not. And you just need to come and say, God, you know what? You created me to be who I am and I want to be that. Maybe today you're here with your mom. Maybe you're here today with your wife. Maybe you don't have children and you just say, hey, you know what? I want to pray over you today. I want to bless you. I want to rise up and bless you. That's what I was commanded to do through Scripture. So so maybe that's what you want to do today. Maybe you just need to reach over. Men, maybe you need to take her and turn her towards you and say, I love you. You are the best thing that's ever happened to me outside of Jesus Christ. It's okay to talk during church. What is God calling you to do today? Would you be obedient in this time?